0: the Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael, and during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue, and please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael.
1: Now I'm just going to take a minute or so to touch on the Mormon doctrine of blood atonement. And uh, this is a verified teaching, although the modern Mormon church is a little squeamish about it. But uh, in the Journal of Discourses, the fourth volume on page 219, we read of Brigham Young speaking on the subject at the tabernacle in Salt Lake City in Utah on February 8th in 1857. That is one example that could be given. I'm not going to waste any time on the idea of whether modern Mormons believe in suicide for salvation. That is not my point here. My point is this. It's the issue that the complete work of Christ on the cross is minimized by the suggestion that there is a sin any sin that his precious blood could not take away. That is the most damning nature of this idea of the doctrine of blood atonement as taught by the Mormon church. Now certainly there is the embarrassment, there is the embarrassment of the whole idea of it as you begin to work through the implications of it, but uh, that's on a human level. The important thing is is that they would teach that there was a sin or sins that Christ did not atone for. Folks, take your Bibles and turn to 1 John chapter 1. There is not a single sin that was not put on Christ. On that cross, there is not a single sin that you cannot be forgiven of by simple faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 1 in verse 7 but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanseth us from what's the next word all, all sin all sin there are no exceptions there are no exclusions all sin so again for the sake of time I'm not going to go into this thing about the blood atonement, all the implications, someone killing someone else to save them, someone killing themselves, uh, it's pure ridiculousness on the face of it. That's obvious and an embarrassment uh, to the uh, a Mormon church, I am sure. But bottom line is the idea that Christ could not atone for a certain sin, was not paid for, is pure foolishness in the Bible scheme of things. All right, let's conclude this by talking about the idea of exaltation as opposed to salvation. Much was said in our second lesson on the nature of the Godhead. But uh, I want you to look at this now in the context of the other way around. We looked at the nature of the Godhead and the idea of exaltation and some gods being out there who had become gods and the ridiculousness of that claim in light of the Scripture's teaching of the one exclusive God the God of creation, and the God of revelation, the Word of God. But I want you to look at it now from the standpoint of man trying to climb that ladder to become a God. You've got to remember something, that the well-taught Mormon isn't looking for the salvation of the Bible. If He really understands what his church teaches, and he has fully embraced it. And again, do not assume that everybody has. In many cases, they have not, but in some cases, they have. He is insulted by your offer of Bible salvation. He is insulted by your offer of an idea of getting your sins forgiven and spending eternity worshiping another God. Because he's been taught he can become a God and be worshiped himself. Now again, Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, there's a certain parallel ring there, isn't there? But we won't go into that this morning for the sake of time. Milton R. Hunter In his work, the gospel through the ages, put it this way. Thus, all men who ascend to the glorious state of Godhood can do so only by one method, by obedience to all the principles and ordinances of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If to obtain eternal life means to enjoy the same type of life that God lives and to experience similar experiences, then those people who receive it to the fullest degree, shall actually be God's, capital G. Now, again, there's a different definition of the word eternal when used in the context of eternal life. When we say I have eternal life, we mean I am going to live forever with God, subject to God, satisfied to be in heaven with God. But according to Milton Hunter, the definition of eternal life means to experience life the way God does, and to be a God. Going on further, Joseph Smith taught this, and this is taken from the teachings of the prophet Joseph Smith by Joseph Fielding Smith, pages 346 and 347, and brings us virtually to the same conclusion. He says this, and I quote, Here then is eternal life, to know the only wise and true God, and you have got to learn how to be gods yourselves, And to be kings and priests to God, the same as all gods have done before you, namely by going from one small degree to another, and from a small capacity to a great one, from grace to grace, from exaltation to exaltation, until you attain to the resurrection of the dead, and are able to dwell in everlasting burnings, and to sit in glory, as do those who sit enthroned in everlasting power." So again, the definition of eternal life is different. It's not like you and I understanding it, being in heaven with God for all eternity. It's being God for all eternity. Now, it's easy to see that this teaching parallels exactly what the serpent tempted Eve with. Ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Go ahead, Eve, take the fruit so you can be a god. Folks, who is the author of Mormonism? Go to Genesis chapter 3, and you will see the author of Mormonism. The Mormon prospect for salvation must, must be made to see that he is a hell-bound sinner before any talk of Christ saving him is going to be of any real value. Folks, when you really get down to it, leading a Mormon to Christ is no different than leading a Catholic to Christ, or an atheist to Christ, or a Seventh-day Adventist to Christ, or a Baptist to Christ, or a Buddhist to a Christ. They have got to be made to see that they are lost and on their way to hell. No illusions of becoming a god, no illusions of taking their works before God as Cain did and get God to accept them. The blood atonement of Jesus Christ has got to be the only hope. Let's look at a couple more scriptures and we'll wrap it up. Jude, verses 22 and 23. Jude, verse 22. And of some have compassion, making a difference. Uh, there are some folk out there, people. They know they're sinners. They know they're in trouble with God. They just need to know that God loves them and sent Christ. They're ready to get saved. And if some have compassion, making a difference. But notice verse 23. And others. Now here's where the body of Christ in general falls down these days. Uh, they love verse 22. They love verse 22. But they don't have much use for verse 23. And uh, God has a balance here. Verse 23. And others save with what? Fear. Pulling them out of the what? Fire hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. All right? So just as there are some people that are humble in this respect, and they know that they're lost, and they know that before God their conscience bothers them, they know they have violated God's law, they're just looking for the answer. You save them with compassion. You just, you just straight up give them the good news. But others save with fear. With fear. Why? There are some people that are arrogant. There are some people that think they're good enough. There's some people that think they can become a God. And they've got to be made to understand that that's not the case, they're on their way to hell. They're on their way to hell as we saw in Revelation chapter 20. And so if we love them, we'll present that truth to them. Because without that truth, they may make a profession of faith in Christ, but it's going to be meaningless. If you think you're on your way to becoming a God, then your receiving Christ is not going to be receiving Him as Savior it's going to be a meaningless acknowledgement of another God that you think you're the peer of. So they've got to be made to understand that they're in trouble with God as a result of their sin, just like anybody else does.
0: We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon doctrines in light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church You can give them a call at 208-888-4545. That's 208-4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30 with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock we've got the Master's Club, which runs during the school year, and at the same time we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium. With specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters, Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. We hope to see you soon.